Hello, and welcome to the Family Garden Podcast, a place for growth and empowerment. On today's very special episode, we're joined by a conversation between Jen Libby, founder and CEO of Family, and Avi Schiffman, a brilliant Gen Z entrepreneur, creator of the popular COVID-19 tracker, and Cove 2019, and projects such as 2020 Protests, a Black Lives Matter protest tracker. We hope you enjoy. Jen, take it away. I'm uh, the CEO of Promly, and I have to tell you, I was a therapist for 20 years. I still am a therapist with teenagers. And one of the things that I found frustrating was how much teen suicide we see. And it just seems like in the last 20 years, I've worked with kids you know, who have been suicidal for a long time. I've worked with a lot of kids who are high risk. And I've just seen such a dramatic increase, both in actual acts of suicide, but I've also seen such a dramatic increase in that I don't know a client who's a teenager of mine that hasn't felt suicidal or hasn't had a friend who's felt suicidal. And that's a major change from what I saw, let's say even five years ago. That being said, we were like, we can't just sit back and watch these things happen. I feel like mental health is really failing kids, um, in part because we just don't have like good, I don't know, kind of like relatable, effective resources for kids. I say that only because I'm a therapist and I would not refer to any of the other therapists in my office if I were treating a teenager and I needed them to see somebody else. I just like, they just wouldn't get it, you know? And so Mm -hmm. um, part of it was then like, okay, well, let's create this app that helps kids to connect and learn like real true connectedness with each other because they feel like that's one of the reasons why kids feel as suicidal as they do and they end up feeling more depressed more anxious we also know gen z is like way more psychologically minded more aware um super empathetic Mm -hmm. like there's so many you know there's just the synergy of stuff coming together that makes you guys really awesome um so that being said we put together a team of you know gen z's to help create an app that would you know um be a connector for kids and it's awesome it should come out like our mvp is Mm -hmm. going to be done in september and then we have a bunch of kids you know willing to test the app in a focus group we would love to if you ever wanted to test our app avi we would love it um but more so the other thing was that you know we found we yeah we have a website but it wasn't really doing anything and so we decided Mm -hmm. not to make it a placeholder and so to make it more of like a news feed generated by gen z about gen z so anybody you know one thing we highlight is like kids like you who are doing amazing things in the world and you know want to just be able to promote you but really empower other kids to feel like okay i'm not alone and i can do this um sure i'm not sure everybody can do what you're doing avi it seems like what you're doing is pretty outstanding <laughs> how did you even like come up with that um i guess so i started this website kind of in late december early january and it was right after i had made another website that uses a similar technology and i was bored so i noticed that like for my high school um the sports website that we use to check up on like you know just the the different teams and stuff like that and you know what the past games and everything was really terrible um and because because all the data you have to go to this website called kinko which is kind of like in charge of all the high school sports in in washington state um and their website is terrible i mean it does not work like at all on a phone and even on a computer it looks like it was made a billion years ago so i made a website that looked like espn specifically for my school that down like basically use the same technology i use for ncov to web scrape um kinko and get all the data and then you know make it look really cool like on a phone and everything like that it looks really neat so a lot of the stuff for that website i like directly used on ncov for example tables and stuff like that i just you know change the colors mm-hmm. so i made that and then i was just um 
and that, that was in like mid-December and then um and then my school actually wanted me to make that for like everything and turn that into like something bigger that would be on like the screens around the school would have been cool obviously we know what happened with that because <laughs> um, all sports got canceled then I left school um but so um I noticed that there was just this virus kind of thing happening and I think when I started there there was like barely any cases that I was like 2051 or something like that it was, there was like nothing it's like oh this could be interesting you know I'll, I'll just quickly make something that can that can web scrape this thing and you know post it online so i made i made a a website um this there was like three versions of ncov kind of um so i made the first one and i just posted it on like reddit and stuff like that and people were like whoa you know that's pretty cool and, you know there were no there was I, like absolutely nobody tracking it back then and then after a while you know it started to become bigger and bigger um, and, you know, I had just made my website and was like, you know, might as well just continue working on it. Um, I think around that time, before any media attention, I was having about 30,000 visitors a day, um, which was a pretty consistent, yeah. nice user base. Um, it was kind of just like a plateau thing, you know, the, the people that were interesting in it, um, you know, kind of already were interested in it. And, you know, there were a couple of news articles every now and then. But then um, I posted it then in my local community. Uh, so we have this thing called Nextdoor. Um, I don't know if it's in where you guys live, but um, yes, yeah, so I do I have that. It, yes, yeah. yes. I think it was like the local Facebook. I, I don't ever use it, but it just had a you know connect to the community in a way. Mm -hmm. So um, around early mid February, I I posted it there. You know, because I noticed that you know there were now cases in the United States. I think there had been one case even in uh, Washington because that was like really early yeah, before anything. Um, in like Seattleish area, so. I posted it there and I was like, you know, hey, if you guys are interested in knowing what's happening with this virus, you know, back then there were absolutely nothing. Now it's a lot easier to find information, you know, even on Google, it, you know, shows you. But um, back then there was nothing, there was nobody tracking it. I was like, you know, hey, if you're if you're interested in, you know, wanting to get up to date, cause a lot of the next door people are like obsessed with just like you know, all that kind of nonsense. So um, I posted it there and then somebody from there was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, then they had a friend at a local tech blogger in Seattle and they were like, hey, this is something cool. Um, you should check it out. And so they liked it. And then they wrote an article. It was with a, a, a tech blogger called Geekwire. Um, they're decently big. Um, and so I didn't interview them. It was pretty cool. I didn't really expect much of it. And then like within a couple hours from that, I did an interview with the Seattle Times. They like took me out of my class. I was like, holy shit, this is really cool. And then... Um, and then later that day, uh, I did an interview with the Today Show, which is pretty cool as well. And then, I mean, then the next day, you know, I was doing things on King 5 on like actual TV things. And, and from there, it really, really skyrocketed. I mean, media is really impressive. Insane. And I think I made this website at, at, you know, the right time. Like if I'm like in stars, for example, you know, we didn't even have smartphones back then, right. let alone everyone connected to the internet on even on their computers. Like 80% of my traffic are from mobile devices. So I wanted to make my website work, look really good on a mobile phone. Even the other, you know, trackers that are out there now, like Johns Hopkins one, and you know, all the government websites, they all suck on a mobile device, which was one of the big reasons why I wanted to make this. Um, like on, if you visit my website on a phone, the first thing you see is just a quick fact is to see the total confirmed cases, total deceased. All that information is right there at a glance. You don't have to go hunting around, you know, terrible government PDFs. So um, I made that and then, you know, started to gain, you know, millions of visitors and everything like that. And, you know, media attention on mainstream news like, I don't know, CNN to, you know, MIT kind of thing. So it became really big. I mean, now things have like, you know, plateaued and I just do. I mean, I kind of got really burnt out from doing all that kind of stuff. I'm still working on adding new features, but I'm also working on other things like uh, around the 
there was a bunch of protests happening, so I made a website like that. It was pretty fun. That got more media attention. I think I kind of underestimated how many people were kind of following what I was doing. Like, I, I made this website as like a simple side project, the, the protest one, and I posted it on Twitter, and then I went to sleep, and then I woke up, and it was on NBC and a bunch of other news outlets. I was like, well, there's a lot of followers, a lot of people that follow me. Um, and, uh, what and, do your parents think of all this? Like, do you have any siblings? Or I mean, do you have... I was a very terrible student. Like, I had, like, towards the very end, I had, like, an under 2.0 GPA. It was pretty bad. So, um, I eventually just left. Uh, um, uh, I guess they now just kind of let me do my own thing in terms of, like, programming and whatever. I mean, I, I guess I've shown that I can just sit in my room and do random things and end up, you know, on, on every single television network in the world. I mean, like, this was not just the United States media. Like, I, I was on every single, like, major media outlet on practically every country that, even really random countries, like in Eastern Europe to, you know, Africa and things like that. Like, I, I've done interviews with, like, small schools in Jamaica to, like, the biggest network in France. Like, so many random things. I've even been, like, real-time translated into, like, Arabic on, like, Al Jazeera. Like, all kinds of crazy, like, stuff. Um, that, that was in like, you know, the peak times in like March when I was having like 37 million visitors a day. That, that stuff was crazy. Uh -huh. So, yeah, you know, I'm working right now on another website that I hope I'll finish by the end of this week or maybe next week. Um, it's about elections. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I was actually going to ask you because I would think of like, there's definitely going to be yeah. a lot of hype around that. So, yeah, I guess I kind of... I think a lot of people make things that, you know, a lot of, a lot of other people my age did. There's a lot of other kids that do programming. I'm not a very good programmer. Everyone thinks I'm like a God programmer, but really I just know how to like learn enough to cobble things together to, mm -hmm. you know, find the right thing to make. Like, you know, if I'm in a website about like Lego, you know, right now, no, no one's going to visit it. I mean, sure. I can make a really cool website about Lego. Maybe the Lego community will really like it. Maybe that's fine for you, but you know, you're not going to get media attention for something like that, really. I mean, we'll get like one random article, but you know, I, I guess I chose the perfect topic before it was even a topic to choose. I mean, there were nobody was talking about the coronavirus in early January. I mean, right. I, like nobody. I was still like fully in school and everything like that. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think the if you're going to be like a if you're going to make something and you want to like actually have people use it and things, the best way to do that is to find something that's going on and like the media mm -hmm. so you know that's what i made the protest stuff that, that's what everyone was talking about in the media i mean like seattle i live in my city is full of like all kinds of stuff um and so yeah you know are you the, in the heart of that right there uh i mean i don't actually live in seattle i live on like an island right next to it but cool i mean same thing i go to seattle like all the time anyways um is your school on the island yeah it, the island is like a pretty small island but it's it's like its own city it has everything from its own school to how many, hmm? how many kids are in your high school how many kids are in your high school uh maybe like 1700 oh so the entire like population of it's, it's, yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty, like not okay. a big school the, the population of the island is like twenty three thousand, maybe yeah it's okay. called mercer island i don't know if you ever heard of it yeah it's no but curious. yeah no that's cool but, um yeah so when you think about like just you know let's say things that inspire you. I mean, it sounds like yeah. for you, you like doing the tracking, like that sort of something. Was that something that was an interest of yours, like way when you were um, young or was that something that you just kind of popped into? I think it's something I just randomly did and was like, oh, people like that kind of stuff. They like finding information. So, um, you know, it's nice to, you know, I think in a time like this, when there's so much, you know, censorship in other countries and things, um, it's very good to be able to be able to get the information you need in big world events like this, mm -hmm. you know, without all the, you know, just, 
jumbo kind of nonsense that's all on you know government websites or just you know other websites in general i think most websites that are designed these days are just just so bad i don't, I don't know like i think when i design things I, I try very hard to just make it straight to the point and very simple like mm-hmm. I, I used to make like youtube tutorials on how to do like 3d modeling and i would just um i would like i would make you know, like 40 seconds. Here's exactly how you do what you clicked on the video for instead of, you know, hey, I'm Aubrey Schiffman, you know, here's my intro <laughs> video kind of nonsense like that. I just didn't do any of that. I went straight to the point. Um, and I, I think that is pretty nice. I mean, like if you go to my coronavirus website, you know, as, as soon as you go there, you get all the information you need is just kind of right, right there. Yeah, we saw it. Right now and yeah. it, I can yeah. see why it's the most great. utilized coronavirus, yeah. you know, website. Come on. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm I'm adding uh, population numbers as well and deaths per one million and other things. That way you can more easily like compare other countries and how they're doing instead of just case numbers. Because mm-hmm. um, some countries have vastly different populations, but if they just have so much more like you know cases and deaths per one million, then it's a bit different story. Do you have any predictions based on what you're seeing in terms of what do you think is going to happen? If we're like going to say, Avi, what are your predictions? Give it, <laughs> give it in the next year. Um. We'll probably have some kind of vaccine in late 2020 or 2021. I mean, there's a lot of places that are working on it at very fast speeds, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, once we have that, so I think that the whole thing will really start stop becoming like a major deal in, in like late 2021, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in 2021, you know, things will start getting better. I think we're still haven't really reached the peak of things being terrible yet. Um, but I, I think we will, I mean, once they get, you know, vaccines and stuff like that, I mean, the vaccine and on the virus will end pretty soon, mm-hmm. but the world is going to be terrible for a long time. I mean, I just got a notification on my phone this morning that the UK is now the biggest recession of, you know, history, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I saw something where like the GDP like went down like 32% or something like that, like the world thing and everything. Um, and like the Great Depression was like 15%. Like we're, we're basically very screwed in terms of economic fallout and all those things like that. I think that's going to, you know, kill way more people. And, you know, so many, like for a long time, it's been, you know, you can't evict anyone. And at least in Washington state, you weren't able to evict anyone for a while. But, you know, those things are ending soon. No one has jobs and everything like that. Everyone's going to be, you know, homeless on the streets. And it's going to be very terrible. Right now, everything, you know, seems like it's working, you know, the, the, stock market is, you know, going up and everything like that because they're, you know, pumping in tons of money. But all that's going to cause is just problems, you know, later down the road with inflation, all these kind of things. So it's, it's going to be terrible. Um, you know, not a good time to immediately turn 18, I would say, uh, you know, going into not just a Now, this is more than the, like a recession. Well, wait, be like, now, are you a senior this thing. year or did you already graduate? Uh, I was a junior when I when I made this. So yeah. now I'm technically a senior. But um, I'm kind of just getting my GED, but then just applying, to, I'm, I'm applying to college still. Um, I'm applying to Stanford um, to go to college, not because I care about getting like a degree or anything like that, but more to use Stanford as like a, like a think tank, you know, someone will say something, you know, I, in my dorm room or something like that. And be like, oh my God, that's the, you know, the best idea ever. You know, all the ideas from Instagram to Snapchat to all those kind of things all came from, you know, just chilling and doing random things in Stanford and things like that. Or So I think it would be a good environment to be around people that are, are similar in terms of thinking of really cool ideas and, and just seeing, you know, about, I'm trying to see, you know, what are all the big fields happening in the world that are just going to, you know, change everything like that. Um, and I'd, I'd like to, you know, make really big things like that. Like, the, I'd like to do many things in the future that are bigger. I think there's, I think there's also two different kinds of entrepreneurs, really. I think there are entrepreneurs that make things like, um, like, 
you know, if you make a restaurant in your local community about like British food or something like that, you know, sure, that's, you know, I guess you could call that an entrepreneur or you, you can even make like, you know, a big paper company and you know, you're the biggest paper supplier in Washington. You're successful and everything like that. That's fine and all. That's a different kind of entrepreneur. But um, <clears throat> I think there's also the kind of entrepreneur that makes things like uh, like Facebook or Napster or something like that. And that's what I'm a lot more interested in. Um, it's just, you know, like I Napster haven't heard anybody use the word Napster in like 10 years, but I'm really yeah. impressed. Yeah. You I, I, that I, I one never even there. used Napster was before my time. <laughs> yeah. You know, Napster was a terrible company. They were sued by everyone who ever made music. Yes. But they changed music forever. And because of Napster, we now have things like Spotify yeah. and even like YouTube music and all those kind of things. So I really want to make things that are, you know, very like revolutionary that I think affects, you know, practically every person on the planet. Um, you know, th things that I think are really cool are things like, you know, the printing press changed just the way everything kind of worked, you know, that, you know, allowed people to have just widespread knowledge and all those kind of mm -hmm. things. You know, things like the, I think like the creation, like the iPhone has really affected everyone on the planet. Even if you're just some, you know, random person living in a tribe in the Amazon forest, 100%. you still have been somehow affected by just, you know, all kinds of things like uh, cool things like Apple has done and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So I'm more into just making, you know, really cool things like that, that will just be, you know, just, you know, change society completely than just making, you know, just another internet company and sell that for like, you know, 300 million and live the rest of my life in the Bahamas. If I had a hundred million dollars right now, I wouldn't just, I could, you know, completely relax the rest of, you know, generations of my, you know, right. uh, bloodline or whatever. But <laughs> what I would, I would rather do is probably, if I had a hundred million, I would probably start like some kind of space company or maybe some kind of uh, augmented reality or 3D printing thing or like, maybe like a like a Neuralink kind of thing like that. I think the brain interface things are going to be so cool. I mean, you could like talk to people without even opening your mouth. Like there's just so well, many Well, they cool have things. that. No, I think that that's like amazing. Like when you look at the brain yeah. research that we do, I, you know, with kids on the spectrum mm -hmm. and that sort of thing who are nonverbal and the fact that we mm -hmm. can read their thoughts, that is insane. That's insane. Yeah, all that kind of, and, and I think the, the whole, all those things like Neuralink and stuff like that. Yeah. One of the things is that, it's, it's annoying because you can't just make that in like, you know, your bedroom, yeah. that kind of stuff is really cool. And I, I want to get in on that like as soon as possible. And when I go to Stanford, I'm probably going to try and find as much, you know, information about these kind of things. Because, you know, once we're able to do things like brain input that, that are like actually like really high like level and things, um, and actually like reading things properly, I mean, you could, you could generate fake memory. I mean, you could, you could solve all kinds of things that I think you are, are, know a lot about things like, you know, PTSD and things like that. You know, you could right. help those kind of problems so much by doing things like this and i right. think that'd be so cool and you know completely change the side i mean you could there's just there's so many possibilities and there's so many cool things i mean well i example, heard i heard from kim told me that you turned down an eight million dollar deal is that true yeah a lot of people are trying to like kind of buy my website and, and a lot of other things like that I, I think that the connections and opportunities and just all the things that have happened for me owing like owning my own website and, and doing things like that, right. which I guess made headlines. I didn't even intend to do that, but um, you know, I've far exceeded just you know. If I had eight million dollars right now, I would not be winning the Webby Award and you know doing all these kind of things. Like I have this award right here. You don't just win that if you're at a, if your website is full of ads and you just sell it and things like that. That's kind of like I had Dr. Fauci give me a whole like speech and everything like that, which was so cool. That's amazing. Um, you know, because he's the most like well-respected person like in America, I think right now. Um, and, and he's just saying how my website's like an invaluable resource and all this kind of thing. I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, I wouldn't have had that happen if I had just, you know, been another kid that's doing that kind of thing. You know, I, I think that 
there's a lot of people that know my, my story and things that we wouldn't be talking right now if I had sold my website back then. Right. I turned down eight million to make eight billion. Um, and if I like, what would I? What exactly also would I specifically do with eight million? I still made a lot of money off my website through donations. Sure. Um, and if I need to start a company, it will most likely be something that that uh, the software to start off with because I want to make something to make me a bunch of money. Like you know, I need money to make like a big space company, kind of like the whole Elon Musk kind of route. Um, and I'm probably going to make some kind of software thing. But the thing is, you know, most college students or something like that, you need their sort of the thing, you know, maybe you need like $18,000. They don't have that kind of money. So maybe they need to get investors and bam, that's like 30% of their company. That's mm -hmm. just, you know, not even theirs. So I, I, I have enough money to start a software company and spend a lot of money on all those kind of things before I need investors and all that kind of stuff. And if I need then millions of dollars, you know, I, just, I can get millions of dollars from investors and all kinds of things. I mean, I have so many connections now to, you know, all kinds of venture capitalists and private investors and all kinds of things. And I just, you know, uh, people will at least read my business plan. And stuff like that. Right. You know, like, the, you know, just that kind of stuff is way more valuable than money. Money can only get you so far. Right. It's really about the connections and, and the people and things that, you know, I just, I know so many people. Like I've talked to like Evan Spiegel on the phone to the CEO of SoftBank. He's worth like $27 billion. And he's like, you know, if you ever make something, you know, come to me and everything like that, because those are like invaluable connections that you can, I can make anything and, and people will, it would at least get attention. You know how I made the protest website and I posted it on Twitter and bam, you know, it's instantly on NBC and all the things like that. And, and I've, that website, got like, you know, over 1.7 million visitors, I think. That was just a side project I made in like a weekend uh, and things like that. And that stuff is just so incredibly helpful um, and is worth way more than just, you know, accepting $8 million and, you know, getting rid of this website right. and just doing nothing for the rest of the pandemic. Right. Um, and also, you know, a lot of people trust what's on that website and everything like that. And if that website is just all of a sudden full of political ads and pop-ups and you know, all kinds of nonsense, then you know, it's going to get rid of what I originally made the website for and just making it easy to find information. Um, just, you know, at a glance, it shouldn't be hard. So did you tell your yeah. parents when they offered you the 8 million, did they give you any advice or was that your <laughs> so decision? That was actually how it became on the media as what well, okay. kind of, so it was like something, and I think I casually mentioned it to my parents. They're like, you know, anything interesting happened. I was like, yeah, you know, this ad company, there's a lot of other people that offered me, you know, millions of dollars and stuff like that. Were like, you know, Hey, we'll give you like $8 million. So like, you know, basically completely buy the website and, you know, fill it with ads and everything <laughs> kind of. Um, and so my mom was like, what the hell? <laughs> and so there was a Bloomberg interview, uh, where Bloomberg sent this whole like film crew and everything to my house. That, that was a very big interview as well. That got like 15 million views. Pretty cool. Um, and so my mom just kind of said that and then Bloomberg was like, well, that, that would be a good title and everything. And so they made that like the big focus of the video as well. Um, and that video was posted. It was like people posted it everywhere from, you know, their Facebook groups to, you know, it was on the front page of Reddit. It was like one of the most upvoted posts on Reddit of all time. And it was, you know, everywhere on, on that for a day. You know, it's been on, you know, there are like meme pages on Instagram that have, you know, all, like all the big ones and stuff like that and made things with me and all kinds of things in a positive way. But it's just like, you know, 17 year old turns out $8 million. So his website's <laughs> right. full of ads and it's like, you know, the hero we don't deserve or something like that. It's yeah. nonsense like that. Avi, you but, are a hero. I think that it's like, we're again, a hero. But, I mean, I, I just think also, I also some other things like that. I think if, you know, if I made $8 million on a website like that, you know, it's kind of a, a little profiteering in a way, you know, I made a website that is about, you know, people dying and things. And if I just, you know, make millions of dollars off that, I feel like that would be kind of weird. 
Um, you know, I didn't even have the donation button for a while, but it's just things that started to get expensive, like servers and things. I was like, you know, might as well um, right. put that on, on like the side. And people really people, like really like that. And I think that, you know, more people, I think a lot of other companies, you know, I think, you know, you make a little bit less money, I guess, but, um, or I guess a considerable amount less. Like if I put ads in things, it would have been a whole different story. But, um, you know, if I, if I do that kind of things, people donate more money because they're happy that my website is not just another trash pile of things, right. um, which, you know, helps in other things. And I think you've, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's better that way. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. I think it's just, it's an astounding story. My question, yeah. I guess, you know, when you mentioned you had, I think, a GPA of 2.0, do you feel like people, well, whatever it was in high school, yeah. like, do you feel like your teachers, the adults around you, like, if you go back to high school before this all happened, did people believe in you? Or were no, people... Absolutely not. Not okay. at all. So I was going to say, like, right. The absolute like, polar opposite of that. And, like, I've never been a good student because I've always spent my time doing random things outside of school. I mean, I've done way more than just programming. I've done everything from, you know, graphic design to videos to all, all kinds of stuff. I, I'd like to be very well-rounded in terms of my knowledge of computer things. That way, any project I want to work on, you know, I know mobile development. I know web development. I know, you know, graphic design in Adobe Illustrator. I know how to make animations in, you know, After Effects to, you know, all kinds of things. That stuff is very helpful. Um, and I spent all my time doing that, like, no, no, I was a, such a terrible student. Like, I remember I went to, I remember I went to, like, school for a radio interview, and I had skipping class for, like, two weeks after that, because things had really, really picked up um, at that point, and I was just going to leave anyways. But um, my ceramics teacher, I was the class I was supposed to be in was, like, right in front of me when I was walking to the radio class. She turned around and sees me, and she's like, Avi, I know that you've been skipping all this thing like that, but if you don't make your bowl of ceramics class by, <laughs> by Friday, she said she would fail my, like, give me an F on for the entire class. That was pretty ridiculous, but um, you know, just all those things like that. Absolutely, none of my teachers or even like my parents or anything like that, or even like friends and things, ever really kind of thought that anything I was doing was, you know, kind of important. It was more just like, you know, oh, that's cool, but what about your math grade? Kind of thing in a way. So I think I've turned that around in a one eighty. But um, um, yeah. Well, it's yeah, so interesting because you know, I say like one of the things that's so um, messed up right now and what we see is there's so much focus on these external measurements of success for Gen Z. And this is where we see mm -hmm. a heart of this increased like anxiety in your generation that we've never had this much before. Where, yeah. like, I mean, I also think things are just also just so competitive as well. You know, totally. I go to a very, or I went to, you know, Mercer Island is a very nice place and it's a, the high school is very competitive. It's one of the most competitive in the entirety of Washington state. So, you know, everyone there wants to go to like, you know, Harvard and all those kind of things. And it's very competitive there. Um, and a lot of people, you know, take all kinds of AP classes and they make, you know, join all these kind of clubs. And they spent a lot of their time doing things that they give no care about. Um, and, and I spent a lot of my time instead of just, you know, joining clubs that mean absolutely nothing just so I can put it on my college resume. I kind of focused more on what I genuinely cared about and I guess the passions that I had. And it worked out very well in the end. I mean, I don't think that is the right path for everybody, but, you know, I think that, I hope that in the future, you know, schools will allow more, I guess, freedom of just, you know, trying all kinds of different things and less just like, um, you know, specifically just, you know, take these all these AP classes, you can get, you know, the tiny leg up above your student. You're taking classes in like, I don't know, let's say like, AP like European history when you care absolutely nothing about that um and I think that you know if they were to spend their time thinking oh you know maybe I really like I don't know playing the drums and they become like the best drummer of all time and all that kind of stuff like that is a lot more 
Well, it's important, I think. Right. It's interesting. I used to be the assistant principal of a special ed school. And one of the things was most of the kids there were getting 1.5 GPA. You know, they weren't doing well in the regular education. And the theory that we used behind the special ed school was that there's seven different parts of the brain. Every person has strengths in two areas. Our job is to find those strengths in those two areas because these kids have been Mm -hmm. defeated by the public school system again and again and again. And if we're going to build a kid up, we need to find their strengths and empower that. And so even Mm -hmm. like when we look at like what we're doing at Promley, that's our whole premise is like find somebody's strengths and really empower that. Like find what they want, what they're passionate about, empower them to connect to other people. Like, I mean, I'm so passionate about saving lives just because like, Uh I, well, I don't know if Abby told you, my son died in 2015. He was only nine Mm -hmm. months old, but when you're a parent who's lost a child, you realize like, it's just parents never really recover from that. And when I see these rates of kids dying, like, have you guys had any suicides in your school or anywhere around? I'm not, I'm not sure if it's in publicly at most, but maybe. Yeah. It's a, it just seems like to me, it's like, it's increased so dramatically. And I feel yeah. like, you know, like when you talk about like, yeah, people not believing in you, it's like, well, imagine if this didn't happen, you know, like it, it gets, mm-hmm. it, it's tough on kids to not feel like somebody's yeah. like behind you, you know, or believing in mm-hmm. you. Um, we yeah. want to change that, obviously, like at an exponential yeah, level. <laughs> but that's yeah, why I think I you're. I really did. A, I mean, I don't recommend that everyone completely follow <laughs> their passions as much as I did it in the current day in school. You know, I think a lot of people still need to, you know, follow the traditional route of, you know, actually trying in school. But um, well, I mean, when, when I say like I put no effort into school, I mean like a hundred percent no <laughs> effort. Like I did the bare minimum to just get like these. You know, like it was it was pretty bad toward the very end. <laughs> I could only now, imagine having I have a, a conversation with your parents. Than anyone in my school, so look at that. Right, look at that. <laughs> that was yeah. crazy. I find that, I find that really funny. It's complete 180. Um, oh, I know. Well, they're probably I, yeah. like, Avi, can you be our like spokesperson from the school? Can you? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, actually, like my my school district was going to give me an award too until the <laughs> everything you know got closed down. They were going to like you know as the you know, just the they're going to give me like a plaque and everything like that. Just kind of ridiculous stuff. I find it just so funny because all my teachers are like, you know, I was such a bad student. You know, I was, my attendance rate was so low. Um, I, I had to go to the tardy like like officer like all the time. He, he was a young dude and everything like that. And he was pretty cool. And they mostly let me just kind of, they didn't haggle me too much about my attendance because even though I had like 60% attendance, it was constantly like, you know, all skipping and all that kind of stuff like that. And, you know, stayed up all night and then didn't, you know, missed my first like two periods. Um, they kind of just let me do things because I was just working on, you know, websites and, and apps and all that kind of stuff like that, which was, you know, not exactly, you know, skipping class to, you know, do a lot of drugs and things. But um, so they kind of just let me do that. But uh, so, yeah, you know, I kind of it was a very weird experience, I guess. Yeah, I would I would love to see if you write a book about all that kind of experience and go a little. Deeper yeah, one day. Because, be kind uh, of well, I just think there's got to be layers and layers. A, yeah, I think there's a lot of. Also just, yeah, there, there's so many like specific things. I think it's just kind of a big representation of a lot of the kids around my age. Um, I think I, I just I, I don't know. I, I think I used to really, you know, want to try in school and everything like that. And, you know, taking hard classes, but I just absolutely could not focus anything like that even when i did competitive ski racing for a while too oh, awesome. even when i'm going down the mountain like you know 75 miles an hour on like two sticks you know all i'm thinking about is just you know programming and how to make better websites <laughs> and things. like i think 
one thing I'm, I'm not a very good programmer at all. You know, you could find any, I have friends that are younger than me that are way better, you know, specific programmers. It's just a lot of those people never really like do anything real. The most thing they'll make will be something simple and smaller, just, you know, you know, like, you know, a to-do list kind of stuff or all those kind of things. And that's not really, you know, those are the kind of people that I would hire, you know, but it's not exactly the kind of people that are going to, you know, co-found some crazy cool company and everything like that. So I don't know. I mean, there, there's a lot of just, I don't know. I think, I think I am very good at abstract thinking is something I've, I've been really trying to do, you know, do all kinds of things, you know, read all kinds of books and, you know, watch all kinds of movies and stuff like that. Just to think of all, I've been doing all kinds of random things like flying airplanes and helicopters. And I'm also going to be traveling as soon as I turn 18, I'm just going to spend until since I, since I, I'm still going, hopefully still going to college. Um, but I'm not in high school anymore. I don't have senior year. So I'm going to be, uh, like once I turn 18 and stuff like that, I'll, I'll travel for like, where you are know, you going to go? 10 months. Yeah. Um, hopefully as much as I can. Uh, and that you, will be a very cool experience just cause you know, I'll be on, you know, a, a camel in Morocco and the dude behind me, you know, will be talking about something. Maybe I'll start talking to him and maybe he'll just have a, you know, a really cool way of thinking and, and just a really cool, you know, ideas that he has about this. And I'll be like, well, that, you know, that's a, that's, that's something that will, you know, and that'll help spark, like, you know, some crazy idea I have that will, you know, be the next, you know, internet. All right. You know, but so when like you're that. traveling, are you going to have somebody filming your travels in any capacity? Or is this just <laughs> I, I have a bunch traveling? of camera things and drones I was just going to make cool, like, videos with. And I thought yeah. it'd be cool to, I, I don't, I think there's a lot of travel, you, I don't think I really have the personality, though, to, like, you know, be in front of the camera and be like, ah, blah, blah. but, um. No, I but think I think of it, like, of, you know, 20 yeah, years from now. Of, like, YouTubers that do a lot of traveling, but they're all, like, old. I mean, I don't think there's many 18-year-olds that mm -hmm. are just, you know, completely, you know, traveling. And I think what, what I'm going to be doing as well is I like something called hackathons a lot, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you... Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that they're pretty cool. And because you just kind of, you just think of really cool projects and you just work with really interesting people, you make really cool connections, you know, from those kind of hackathons. So while I'm traveling, you know, if, if I'm in like Paris and there's a, there's a hackathon going on, you know, then I'll, I'll try and join and something like that. Um, with my limited French from, you know, high school. Are but, you going 100% <laughs> by yourself or are you going to take any friends? Uh, I'll probably be by myself for most of it. I mean, there's not many people that are able to just travel immediately. And also there's not many people that are, you know, everyone, that, all like the kids my age are like, you know, in school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say, but, um, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's really, well, cool. it's so interesting. Cause I always say the value of a college education, like I just personally, I've always said, if I just want mm -hmm. my kids to have a global experience, I don't care yeah. what else happens. But I remember when I was 17, I went to Russia and I was only supposed to be there for a couple of weeks. And my parents ended up letting me stay by myself for over a month in Siberia, cool. no less in the midst mm -hmm. of the cold war. Like, so it's the very end of the cold yeah. war. I was the only person that spoke English in Siberia, and it was an amazing life-changing experience to which I would say that was more impactful than anything I learned in college or graduate school. When yeah. I think about worldwide experience, and I love the fact that you're doing that, like that's so mm -hmm. like amazing. Yeah, there's just so much, there's so many just things you can learn if you spend like, you know, six months in some random Italian city. And um, it's just, I was gonna say something that I completely forgot again, but, um, Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, one of the things I think will be cool as well is I think it's like the perfect kind of sliver of my life where I have, you know, let's say I get into college and I have all those things, all that stuff is worked out. 
Um, but then, you know, once I'm in college, you can't just, you know, take a while and travel. And probably during college, I'll probably drop out and make like a really cool computer thing or I'll make it after college and everything like that. And once I start really doing that, I don't have time to just, you know, take a right. year or two off and go, you know, explore the world. Um, and like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg right now, you can't just take a year off or even you can't even take even like really a month off. Maybe you can go like a week to like, you know, Croatia. Right. You can't you can't take that much time off. Otherwise, you're going to be booted as CEO, you know. Right. Um, right. So. So I think it's a, it's a good sliver of my life where I don't really have any immediate things I need to be doing and, and I'll have everything, you know, worked out in the background and I can just, you know, travel around the world um, as much as I can, you know. Well, but Avi, if you get people. bored in your travels and you just feel like you need to tap in and you're like, hey, I want to help promptly save lives, you are yeah. more than welcome to join us at any time. Sure, yeah, I can or, even beta test your app as well. Yes, cool. that would be amazing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I did a lot of mobile app development for a while as well. Um, just, just cool stuff. Well, it is so cool. <laughs> Somebody who knows zero about that, I have to say it's like immensely yeah. amazing to watch something kind of materialize from nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have developers that yeah. we're paying to do it and it's fine, but I uh -huh. honestly think it's the, the benefit that we've had is working with high school, college and graduate age kids. And like mm -hmm. the whole thing is created by kids. That's the whole idea yeah. because anybody in my generation just isn't is they're not in it enough to be able to know what's actually happening. Yeah. And I love the fact I was talking to somebody about, you know, our, um, an advisory board, you know, we're putting together an mm -hmm. advisory board for Promly. We'd love to have you on it. Should you want to, you know, add board member to your uh, resume. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was interesting because somebody who was giving us advice said, you know, I noticed here you have a lot of, you know, this person went to Harvard and this person went to Penn and this is some psychiatrist over here. And this is this person, you know, but I really think you need somebody, you know, you need a few more people in their twenties and people who are experts in the field in their thirties, you know, to really form like mm -hmm. an accurate bird board. That's the first time that I've ever heard that. And I felt like it was so great to see somebody who's an advisor, let's say, be like really looking and saying, no, 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 you don't need the most experienced person. You need the, the least experienced person with the best mm -hmm. ideas. And yeah. to me, it was like so impactful and empowering, truly. Yeah, for I think like, that's very true. Yeah. More about having an idea. You could be the best program in the world, but do nothing except work at Facebook. But you know, if you, you could have a great idea and be a terrible programmer, but still be able to make something that changes the world. I mean, I, I'm not a I am not a good programmer, yet I was able to code a website that updates coronavirus numbers faster than any other website in the world, even the CDC. There was this funny New York Times article where they were like, the CDC was like mortified by some Seattle teenager that was able to update, you know, the coronavirus numbers faster than the agency themselves. And I thought that was hilarious. Well, just because it's like, you know, it's my own government. Yeah, can you please? It's the United States government and they're, they're that bad. Well, um, it was so interesting because I was talking to a senator in um, Pennsylvania yesterday. One of the things that we're you know, working on, I don't know if you, if Abby told you this, but I'm, we have a petition going around in terms of taking the how to tie a news videos off of YouTube, mostly because YouTube mm -hmm. already censors a ton, but because I know firsthand, you know, I know from kids that mm -hmm. that's where they go if they want to commit suicide. And, yeah. you know, we know that that's a bad thing. Okay, fine. But then I was talking to the Senator and I was saying, you know, one of the frustrating parts from a, a kind of like suicide standpoint is that I know, like when I started in Morristown in 2003, there were only three suicides in a six year period when I first started here. Mm -hmm. Between 2009 and 2019, we were looking at anywhere from six to nine teen suicides in the general vicinity that I treat kids. From January 1st, 2020 to today, we're at 14 for this year in that same oh, wow. general geographic area. The frustrating part is that the CDC is currently reporting on 2017 statistics and they have like, there's no, re I don't know why it takes three years to get current statistics, but when people talk about yeah. like rising rates of teen suicide, 
they're referring to statistics from three years ago. They have no mm -hmm. idea how bad it is now. Like we're way yeah. worse in the last few years. So even mm -hmm. what we're reporting on just isn't accurate. So if you can fix that in some way, that would be awesome. Yeah, one, one idea I had as well would be to, I think a lot of people are looking for information on things. And I don't think reading news articles is sometimes the best way to get, you know, information on things. Because sometimes you want to know something, but there's just so much, you know, you, don't have, you have to read an article. Um, and, you know, usually they're out of date and things. So I think it would be cool to make some kind of platform to kind of just look at everything from the wars in the Middle East to just kind of anything in a more statistically based way that are, you know, constantly up to date. Right. Kind of just track, about, you know, kind of just track everything right. um, and make that kind of interesting platform. Um, so I thought, I thought that would be interesting. But, I you know, there's plenty of ways to just get, you know, information out there better. Um, and I, I've been thinking about just, you know, many different ways. And I think that's what most things, I think most, like even the elections thing I'm making is not exactly like, uh, it's more of like a, you know, again, it's just, you know, getting information out there better. I think um, it'll, it'll be pretty cool. But uh, it's going to yeah. be awesome. The whole, Avi, everything you're doing is really fun. I am so glad to have met you. I really feel like Thank it's you. such a privilege for me. And I'm excited to go back and tell the crew. And, you know, we'll certainly sure. write up a great article about you. And yeah, you know, hopefully you'll see more of me in the news after I make the election website and it becomes yes, popular. Yeah, it does. Well, um, we'll certainly... Even though it's actually way more simple to make than all the other websites, but I Kind of, but um, I think that it'll be pretty cool. I, I mean, I've done so many random things during this pandemic that I don't even, I'm not like trying to do things, but it's just things that just forward. Things I make like, I made this one cool science video for this competition. I hope I win that one, that'll be cool. But um, well, the Breakthrough Junior Challenge, if I win that, then I get a scholarship to college, so that would be nice. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know, that'd be pretty cool. Like, I've just done a lot of random things and I think that's the best way to do things is just constantly doing random things. And sometimes, you know, I've made, I've made many websites um, you know, I made things about, you know, weather and Mars to, you know, other protest websites and stuff. Um, and, you know, eventually just make something that, you know, becomes, you know, bam, you make the, one of the biggest websites of the entire year. Um, like it was one of, it was like in the thousand most visited websites in the entire planet. Yeah. There, there's a lot of websites out there that are very important from all kinds of university websites, just, you know, major websites. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, right now it's gone down. It's now like the 8,000 most or whatever, because not many people care about coronavirus information as much anymore. And neither do I. I used to check my website every day because it was cool to see. You're like, you know, this is amazing. Know, the next day yeah, I mean, like every single day there'd be new countries getting infected and stuff like that. And it would be, you know, I think when the changes on the smaller level are a lot bigger when you just have, you know, a thousand new cases now in France. But back then when it was like, you know, just a hundred and all of a sudden there's 50 new cases, that's a big increase. So um, that kind of stuff is important. But, uh, you know, things are things are very interesting these days. Um, my my emails are very strange. I mean, I have all kinds of weird things I'm up to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of I think I'm just really just continuing the same the same stuff of how I created the coronavirus website in the first place. It's just constantly just thinking of ideas and doing all kinds of things and then just you know, come up with an idea, you know, just watching something or just talking to people and you just come up with ideas instead of just, and, and I just want to, I think I need a new change of environment than just, you know, I've done hundreds of interviews behind this Ferrari flag, you know, it's been nice to start doing interviews, you know, in some European apartment where I'm overlooking the Maybe Eiffel driving your Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know, I think that'll be a good way to just think of ideas and I'll, you know, make more coronavirus websites and hopefully make more, um, more as well, just like a more long-term, real kind of things that I can curate and, you know, eventually turn into really big companies. Um, and I'd like to make, I think I want to make something simple, rel rel relatively straightforward and simple first, 
to make like I want to at least like you know around the like you know fifty to a hundred million dollars to then really start a major you know thing like like SpaceX is going to be the most valuable country on this planet soon once they IPO and everything like that that the, I would go all in on an IPO like that you know that that kind of stuff is going to be worth just in it just will be everything will be the foundation of you know the future of like civilization really and that is a lot more important than you know ride sharing in my opinion even though that's also really big but you know that kind of stuff is just uncomparable and I want to make just you know massive things like that but that those aren't kind of just things that you can just you know you can't just make rocket ships that self-land you know in your in your bedroom so I'd like to make you know more software things you know while I'm like you know in a dorm in college mm-hmm. and then um make enough money for that to start using things where that you really need a lot of money to start and you can't start a space company with less than like 10 million really you know you, you need a lot of money to do those kind of things there's all kinds of there, there are companies that are 3d printing entire rocket ships to hopefully be you know on mars and you're able to just generate you know things there's even like this, this cool 3d printing things are like these tiny robots that just move like they're very very small but they're but they're just moving and, and making things and you have you know thousands of those you could build massive structures in space and have like massive spaceships and stuff like that you know in space it's a lot easier to, to build things i guess and it would in some different ways and you know building things on, on earth and just so many cool ideas and um i, was, I think that i had an idea as well to write a book on not not like not like my kind of things but just on there, there's so many different industries from things like you know artificial intelligence to you know the future of agriculture and vertical farming i think it'd be cool to write a book that just shows you know that the the coolest technology we have and like you know the farthest we have gotten and just all kinds of major industries i don't think a lot of people know that that even in the most random things there are still massive changes which i think are really cool um and uh, i think during like my lifetime and things things will change so much more and we'll be you know speaking with our mouths will become an old traditional thing like you know riding horses you know, one day it'll just be like right. a, you know, more like like exquisite thing. You know, start speaking with your mouth. When you know, like there was one thing I saw. I, I watched the thing where Jack Dorsey was talking about Twitter, and and he was saying how you know when when you tweet things, it's like your raw thoughts. But and then I watched something else about like you know the Neuralink kind of things, and it's really not. I think your raw thoughts, because when you have to speak with you know human language and things, you compress the complicated ideas you have in your head by so much to turn it into things that you can explain to others with you know simple human vocabularies and things like that and just even just speaking at all and if you were just you know link to someone's brain and just you know have a stream of data where you just you know think and, and you just kind of have so much more ideas and things that kind of stuff would be so cool and you know way more ways of just you know, imagine just being able to down i mean it's, it's honestly kind of like matrix stuff but really if you're able to do things like brain input you could totally do you know matrix things you're just downloading piano and you can even do things like you know saving saving like you know a memory in a specific place and i think i'm getting on a rant here i guess but something else also would be really cool is imagine if like you have wikipedia for example that's really right. cool you know on, in my pocket i have like you know the total of human knowledge but you know imagine if you didn't need to use an external device and have to like you know search things like that and you just had all that kind of information just you know in your head in some way maybe in some like you know cloud database is now your new brain and you're able to just kind of query anything from you know, someone talks about popcorn you'd be like you know everything about popcorn you can just query you know popcorn like you're looking something up in a database and you just have all that kind of information i think all that kind of stuff would be so cool have um you, and i'm definitely looking have you had lunch with students. elon musk yet i mean like when are we getting that uh, going i mean i think it'd be cool to, to talk to someone like that or just all kinds of people i think it would be cool also to talk to, to bill gates just because he does a lot of yeah he lives like right over there and he also does, does a lot of things with like you know technology and you know health yeah technology kind of things like that which is exactly in my opinion what kind of coronavirus website is um 
and it, it definitely you know there will always be now a there's always going to be some kind of event happening, but I think, you know, hopefully next time, you know, there's another teenager that makes it, if I don't make it, um, you know, for just, you know, the, the next kind of virus or something like that. Um, but yeah. Cool. I, I, listen, I wish I had a good hookup with Bill Gates because I really feel like you guys should get yeah. together. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's just where it's supposed to go. Yeah. I, I mean, I was even, I was in like a Washington state did like this whole festival online thing where like, mm -hmm. there's even on Amazon Prime and stuff, but, um, this whole like concert where they brought just all the famous and influential people mm -hmm. and i had like a whole segment with bill gates except we didn't record it at the same time and he was you know it's avi Schiffman, and then there's like you know bill gates talking about like you know coronavirus stuff um but uh, i didn't get to actually like speak to him just kind of annoying but whatever next time yeah. next time avi yeah i mean come on next there's time. gonna be a next time like let's not uh <laughs> let's not you yeah know. I think, uh, you know, Bill Gates would be like, wait, where's Avi Schiffman again? I got to talk to yeah, him, one day. you know, listen, one day it's not that one far day. away. I think it's one, uh, one day you won't be able to escape my name in the media. I hope what, like, all of the annoying people of you. I, I just hope to do more interesting things um, than just you know, making another pizza right. company. You know, there are already enough pizza companies, but just doing such. I, I think I, I like more. I think a lot of people that are visionary and things like that, but I'm more into just doing things that are just absolutely revolutionary. Like think yes. about how revolutionary the printing press was. I'm not saying I can make something like that. I mean, maybe I can, but you know, just, just an invention like that, you know, completely changes every aspect of society from mm -hmm. politics to, you know, rebellions, mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, you, you know, World War II never would have happened if, you know, the, the printing press was never made, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's just so many, so many just different things, you know, Wikipedia would never have been made without the internet. And I really want to make, you know, more, you know, big foundation kind of things like Napster is in a way a foundation of just all kinds of music streaming and that kind of stuff is really cool. That is amazing. I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. I really yeah. am like, you know, it's going to be whatever it is, Avi, we're behind it. We'll, we're we're psyched you. for you. Hopefully, Certainly hopefully if there's cool stuff. anything hopefully that we... Hopefully don't get hit by a car. But, yeah, um, listen, we're not going to have to get hit by a car. That's not, that's not how it's supposed to go. Yeah, um, hopefully not. If there's anything that we can do to help you, we're certainly going to promote you in every capacity that we probably can. And we're going to go big as well. So you know what? When that happens, it's mm -hmm. going to be great. We'll look back yeah, on this sure. interview. Yeah, good luck with uh, everything like that. It's cool to just, you know, any kind of new technology is really neat. All kind of just cool ways to just do different things and that stuff is all really cool. Well, you know, talking you, to you though makes me think through. It's like, yeah, but you know, like I look at it like we need to change the entire face of mental health because I look at uh -huh. we're just not doing a good enough job and our system is antiquated and not picking up on what kids actually need. And that's mm -hmm. what needs to change. And so when we look at like what we're trying to do, there's a million mental health apps kids don't use. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I think statistically 24% of them maybe download it and then 4% use it even once. That's where we're really trying to get away from being a mental health app and being more social networking that kids actually use, but build in the mental health resources so that they're so um, intuitive that kids don't have to look very far because otherwise yeah. they'll never use the resources. You know, if you're, mm -hmm. if you have to go off TikTok to go do something, you're not gonna do it, you know? I mean, yeah, that's part of what we're doing is like really making everything in one place, Spotify, mm -hmm. TikTok, Snapchat, whatever, but bringing it together with the resources put into place as well. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Hopefully it's successful and you get all kinds of cool young people to use it. That would be pretty cool. Well, I'm, I can't so, wait to have you test it and give us, you know, some yeah, honest sure, yeah. feedback. Yeah, let me, let me know that? and I'll, I'll help you test it and tell you. Yes. My thoughts as a, a classic teenager. I mean, maybe not super <laughs> traditional, but um, but yeah. That, sure. that would be awesome. That would be so awesome. Um, well, thank cool. you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I would yeah, love. I just speak. 
Yeah, well, and Abby's going to write up yeah. a great article since I recorded our, you know, talk. Mm -hmm. um, so she'll write something up. She'll send it to you first, just so you can make sure that it looks okay to you. Sure. And then, um, and then we'll publish it, and then we'll share it forty-five thousand cool. different ways. So it's going to cool. be great. Great. Really, yeah. Good yes. luck. Yes. Thank you. We're, cool. you know, you'll hear about it, but our whole entire mission is really yeah. getting ahead and saving lives. And I appreciate you just taking mm -hmm. the time because, you know. Um, you're an inspiration, your story's an inspiration, and I do think it just helps people. So I love mm -hmm. it. Thanks and so I love, much. you know, yeah. I love too, because we're going to be working with schools, and I want to be able to feature it too, where, you know, like mm -hmm. remembering to look at those kids that are not doing great, but they're doing great. Yeah. You know, like they're not doing mm -hmm. great from the school standards, but they're doing yeah. great things from other standards, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that like everyone in my school, I, all the kids in my grade and stuff like that knew that I was doing computer stuff. Like I remember in yoga class, for example, you know, or like it was really, this was like the, the epitome of just, you know, what the hell kind of things, but like the teacher couldn't figure out how to do things. And I was, I was always the one that got, you know, <clears throat> called up in class to go like, you know, fix the teacher's things and everything like that. It was pretty ridiculous. And I remember that it was, you know, in class, they're all chanting my name. It was the most awkward thing in my life. But, um, but yeah, but welcome to yoga, but guess, Avi. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I took AP Computer Science and I got a two on it, which is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> even like everyone thinks I'm like a master programmer and that's a lot more traditional kinds of programming. If they gave me a test on, you know, server side programming, I probably could do a lot better. But um, yeah. Dude, if they got to give you a test things. about thinking outside of the box, you know, and maybe that's just not a test. Maybe that's yeah, just Yeah, it's all about it. that. It's all about abstract thinking. I mean, yeah. coming up an idea with an idea like the internet, you just it's, it's mainly just, you know, abstract thinking, taking something that is just this old archaic thing used by the military and everything like that and turning that into you know if there's like if there's like one person i really wanted to talk to something that would be it would be talking to people like uh tim berners lee that just you know kind of created the internet yeah. basically as we know it you know taking just it's just all about abstract thinking and getting into that mindset of just constantly thinking of ideas that are i think, I think a lot of people also just think of ideas but honestly some of them are just really terrible um i think that i have just talked to so many people that i just know about how to create ideas that I know how things like creating like, you know, social networks to just, you know, just all kinds of just, you know, real kind of real life business things would work that way. I know if something I'm creating is, you know, completely outlandish and, you know, completely ridiculous, or if it's a, a genuinely possible thing, you know, I know how to, you know, when, when you need like, you know, to get users and all those kind of things, all, all that kind of just stuff, you need to have that, you know, base knowledge. It's kind of like, you know, you need to learn how to write before you and you know break a lot of those rules or whatever that kind of saying is but um so i'm just kind of trying to get you know as much possible and, and you know reading interesting books and things like that just to gain as much kind of you know as much of a well-rounded and like you know big kind of i guess like you know just mind of just knowledge of all kinds of things that way you can just think of you know just all, all kinds of things you know i think that a lot of people you know if i if i had a class like you know western music as a, my friend is at berkeley and he's um one of the classes he has to take this semester is Western music. You know, that sounds like completely ridiculous, but, you know, maybe something like that that you learned in that, that class can, you know, completely help you think of, you know, just the next idea, you know, just just being in environments and just talking to people is the best way to think of ideas. You know, things like WeWork would have been a great idea if, you know, the CEO wasn't dumb. But, um, you know, then it's just, you know, just being around people and just thinking of things like that, I think will be amazing. That's one of them. That's the main reason I want to go to Stanford. You know, I don't care any bit about, you know, prestige or anything like, anything like that. It's just Stanford, I think, is, is right. the one school in the world where they're very likewise thinking, I think, a lot of those kind of things. I mean, not many, not everyone in Stanford is like entrepreneur kind of things, but, you know, there aren't many colleges on the planet where, you know, they have dorm room competitions for venture capitalists and pitches and stuff right. like that. So, 
recruitment stuff is interesting. But well, I, I think yeah. also like just to think about all of those things like um, Stanford, but other places, but even like all these different accelerator programs, all these different things, yeah. you know, like, I just, is also pretty big. I just want to introduce you just because we have an intern meeting going on. But so anyway, hey, guys, this is Avi. They're just saying hi. Just, you know, I figure since we're talking in the other room, I would at least give you an intro since, you know, we're we're making magic happen over here, Avi, as much as we can. One day I'll be in a house just like that with a bunch of other people working on something cool. Well, you know, actually, somebody donated this apartment, no no lie, um, to to us for what we're doing since we my office was too small um, for social distancing purposes so we're socially distanced here so we're good yeah um but thank you so much i will we'll follow up with you for sure but then if you need anything down the road from us please don't hesitate to reach out we're more than happy to help you promote you do whatever you think you know whatever we can do to help we're going to do it so yeah Yeah, thank you for the opportunity it was still a talk yeah, always, always. If you ever need any mental health help, we're here too. You know, when things get a little stressful, don't worry. You can reach out anytime. You yeah. can text I, I, me. I, I think that there has been a. It's it's very a unique position to have such international pressure. It's not reg. It's not just regular people that use the coronavirus no. website. I mean, there are literal governments that have this as their entire nationwide <laughs> thing. That's you know all over their TVs. That you know scientists at you know top universities, the news organizations, all kinds of things. And have that working twenty four seven and have it perfectly and everything like that. It's quite the uh, quite the you know, pressure. Yeah, well, when you need to go over some coping strategies, we need to do some breathing, some tapping, whatever, we can hook me, I'll hook you up, okay? So, well, you know. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, Abby. You too. (laughs) Bye.